Welcome to The Real Housewives of Riverdale, the podcast where grown-ass adults take sexy teen murder mysteries just as seriously as you do. I'm your host, Cherie, and today we are discussing Season 3, Episode 8, Chapter 43, Outbreak. This is in reference to a 1995 thriller starring Dustin Hoffman, Rene Russo, and some other really famous dudes that we aren't going to mention because they're horrible sex monsters and we don't like them. So the IMD synopsis for the movie Outbreak is... Army doctors struggled to find a cure for a deadly virus spreading throughout a California town that was brought to America by an African monkey. Hmm. Well, that sounds problematic as fuck, but okay. <laughs> um, there are definite ties to, like, the uh, possibly imaginary plague that's affecting Riverdale. I mean, something is making these people have seizures, but, I mean, to everyone but Penelope Blossom, like, that shit was fake. Prob's not a monkey. Also, Prob's something equally ridiculous as a monkey though before we jump in i want to um one apologize for this episode being so late i've had a million doctor's appointments since last wednesday when when this episode aired uh high-risk pregnancies are not for the weak constitution okay and i just like between that and work and life and a kid that's already out like i just I haven't had time to record. I haven't had five minutes to myself without somebody shoving a wand up my hoo-ha or jamming something on my stomach. Um, Anyway, I'm so sure you want to hear about that. I also want to remind everyone that this will be a mini-sode, thanks to said life-draining parasites in my womb. Um, But in the immortal words of Bob Belcher to his family, I love you all, but you're all terrible. (laughs) Uh, so true. Okay, so let's jump in. For our most Archie Comics moment, I mean, we had Gladys. We had Jellybean. We had Vegas the Dog. It was it was a great name on a recognition basis for the comics. That being said, I truly think the most closely paralleled moment to the comics is Veronica convincing Reggie to do dirt for her. I mean, TV Veronica clearly has more important motives than comics Veronica, who usually does... her motives are usually just date oriented or money oriented because everyone in the comics is fairly two-dimensional and not just because they're cartoons like they're not quite as nuanced as the pals and gals that we love but still Veronica batting her lashes and getting Reggie to do a favor for her is classic oh and Ashley wanted me to point out the obvious one that I totally forgot about (laughs) the most Archie comic moment being Jellybean and the slingshot wasn't that fucking great? Oh, I just loved it. Just nailed Penny. Oh, I love it. It was awesome. For the best blossom burn, oh, Cheryl had some great ones. She and Tony were definitely burning hot in the beginning on Cheryl's bed, if you know what I'm saying. But the real uh, drop the mic burn came in the mayor's office when she, her and Veronica were there to call Hiram and the mayor and every, all the other parents out on their bullshit. And... I'm gonna um, I'm gonna put in a sound clip that she did. That was always strange. Isn't this child one of the afflicted? On that note, where are the cheerleaders? I speak for the disappeared vixens. What of them? Where were they taken and by whom? Those girls went to 
Riverdale General, where I'm sure they're receiving the best medical care possible. And being dissected like fetal pigs, no doubt. You messed with my squad, which means you messed with me. Now I demand real answers. What? What is it, you viper? Even though in that sound clip, like, her best burn was calling her mom a viper, really, the best, best, best burn is just the look on her face when her mom just drops. Like, <laughs> when Penelope starts, I think, fake seizing, she's just like, oh, what the fuck ever. I'm so sure, mother. And it's just absolutely wonderful. I just love it, God. Okay, so we'll move on to our good, bad, funnies. For my good, I have a lot. I'm so damn relieved that Betty isn't hooked on Pop Rocks. That's great. And God, she's amazing. I loved seeing Moose make a move on Kevin when they went into one of the many abandoned classrooms. I super duper loved that Gladys thought Archie and Jughead were a couple. That's great. It's what we all want. I mean, let's be real. Fred had great lines and made me cry. FP showed up looking just as hot as ever. The whole Freudian connection uh, between Jughead's mom and Betty both being mechanics. Jellybean's crush on Archie. Love it. For my bad. <clears throat> so, really, I liked all the parts of this episode, but on the whole, that's what she said. I felt like this was kind of weak for mid-season finale. Like, I can't pick one exact thing that I didn't love, that I didn't like. It was all exciting, but it totally did not live up to my expectations after last year. I should also say that I'm a huge sucker for a holiday episode, so that might be why I liked season two's mid-season finale more, but I don't know. I just didn't feel like the cliffhanger was huge. I'm not on the edge of my seat to see what happens after the break. I really don't have a ton of questions. And, and most of my questions revolve around Jughead's mom and or Penny, and I don't think those will ever be resolved. I mean, they might prove me wrong, but I don't know. Like, I I don't care about the outbreak. I don't care about the quarantine. Obviously, we're all going to make it back into Riverdale. The show is called Riverdale. It's not called The Farm or wherever FP goes or Toledo, you know, I don't whatever. Uh, for my funny, I giggled so much when Betty was in her weird group therapy thing, making Ethel jealous. It was, oh God, it was great. Honestly, he's just so funny. Oh, and he said that I'm his new favorite. Teehee. <laughs> oh, great mean girl stuff. Gosh. And look, Ethel fucking deserves it this year. Okay. Um, I'm I'm happy to see that Ethel has changed in this episode and that she's kind of made it around. But up to this point, I was like, yeah, Betty, get her. <laughs> For changes, if I was in the writer's room and could make one change, I would definitely want to flesh out more about the Jones storyline. Like, why did Gladys leave Jughead high and dry? Why is Jellybean pissed at FP when it's her mom who took off? What the fuck happened in that family? Like, I need more. Also... I would want to remind whoever wrote the Jug Dub at the beginning of the episode that pep rallies are an every week event, not annually. At least they were weekly at both high schools I attended, which were in very different parts of the country. So I think that's kind of a normal thing to have a pep rally every Friday before a football game or possibly basketball games too. I don't know if that's the big sport at your school or was at your school, but... Um, for us, because I grew up in West Texas, 
it was every week on Friday morning. And if you didn't go to the pep rally, you had to sit in the cafeteria with the burnouts. And I don't know, an annual pep rally isn't a thing. For theories, I mean, what can I even theorize on? Where everybody is going and how they're going to get back to Riverdale? Like, Betty and Alice will obviously go to the farm. I guess they'll bring all the girls from the Sisters of Quiet Mercy with them. And considering how impressionable they were in the episode, they'll for sure drink Edgar Evernever's Kool-Aid. I, I'm losing interest in who the Gargoyle King is at this point. We know it's not Hiram. Okay, hashtag thank you next. Like, I just... Just tell me. I don't care. I am so not as invested in finding out who the Gargoyle King is as I was in Who Killed Jason Blossom or even who the Black Hood was, and I was definitely feigning interest in that storyline, so I don't know. I like this season. I like it better than season two, for the most part. Um, just don't care. I don't know. It's weird. It might be a life thing, too. I might just have more stuff on my plate this year. For Sabrina news, so I don't know if you all got to catch this. Another reason why I haven't recorded guys because I definitely wanted to make sure I got to catch the solstice special um the the new holiday episode for Sabrina and it was so fun you guys it was so fun I loved it um damn Sabrina's got to tell stop telling Miss Wordwell stuff <laughs> there's a common denominator and what foils your plan every time also Ashley and I decided that Sabrina is definitely the Archie of her her show not because like She's the main character, but because she just keeps fucking shit up. She's so impulsive and doesn't think about how other people are going to perceive her actions. Like, oh, bless her heart. I'm not going to spoil anything. I'm not going to tell you, like, any plot line. Oh, no, dropping stuff. I'm not going to tell you, like, any of the plot or anything like that, so don't worry. But also, um last week on Saturday Night Live, maybe two weeks ago, depending on when this gets published, they did a skit about Netflix filming all the things um, constantly at once because that's what Netflix does. And one of their new shows was a dark take on Family Matters called Officer Winslow. And like he shoots Urkel and it's just hilarious. I love it. Look it up on YouTube or Hulu. It's great. For Skeet's Dad Graham Corner, um, this isn't much, but this week's episode aired on Machen's birthday, so all the cast was, like, posting devotions to her. Skeet put this gem on, on his story of him and Machen backstage waiting to be needed on set, looking very sleepy, and his caption is, praise hands emoji, happy birthday at Machenamic, praise hands emoji, even when we're bored, it's fun to be around you, three exclamation points, cry laughing face. And then Machen copied this into her own story and captioned, you bore me at Skeet Me One, but I still love you. <laughs> Not a super dad moment, but definitely a sweet moment between our two favorite genre-filled parents. So I don't know. I thought it was cute. Um, I probably didn't sell it as well as I could have, but it was very sweet. So, um, I know this was short, but that will do it for this week's podcast. Be sure to, um, tune in after we come back from break in January when, when we discuss season three, episode nine, uh, chapter 44, no exit that is scheduled to air on January 16th. So we should have an episode posted anytime between the 17th and I don't know, like the 22nd, 
Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. All iTunes reviews will be read aloud on the podcast. If you want to chat, you can reach me at Sharibi on Twitter and Instagram, and you can email me any thoughts or skeet stuff or best blossom burns or what have you at realhousewivesofriverdale at gmail.com. I hope all of you have a wonderful holiday season and a good break. Don't I hope you don't have to deal with intolerant and shitty relatives. Um, and most of all, I hope you have an epic new year. See you next month, gang. Bye. We'll make the wind springtime and jingle jangle sing time right on to the summer and the fall. So darling, don't be weeping.